Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and on board our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week to be inspired and encouraged by stories of life-changing hope and healing. I'm your host, Rayanne Newquist, and this is New Mercies. Estevam Silva spent seven years growing up on the Africa Mercy, thousands of miles away from his home country of Brazil. Estevam is here today to share with us his insights of what it's like to be a teenager on board. Here's my interview with Estevam Silva. Estevam, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today because we've had some people on the show that grew up on board, whether that be Karis Parker or we recently talked to Dr. Sandra Locko, who both of them are in Sierra Leone right now serving. But we haven't really talked to somebody who is still a kid who has lived on the ship for many years, and that would be you. So I know you're recently 16 years old. Happy birthday and welcome to New Mercies. Thank you. I would really like to thank you for inviting me to this podcast. You know, I'm a person that loves to talk, to share experiences, <laughs> to share about God and what he has done in my life. So I would thank you for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Well, Estevam, I had the privilege of meeting you and your family when we lived on board the Africa Mercy. And my son was a friend of yours and your brothers and had so much fun with you guys. So this is fun for me. I got to say, my kids are a little bit jealous. I told them I get to talk to Estevam today and they were like, oh my gosh, tell them hi. So hello from all my kiddos who absolutely adore you. Estevam, you, as we mentioned, are 16. And when you were about nine years old, you got on board. Why don't you tell us what caused your family to go serve with Mercy Ships? A big aspect of like why we went to the ship was because my dad he works with ships. He's a chief officer and his work makes him unable to stay with, uh, with us for a long time. So like he leaves for six months and then comes back for a month. And that's not really healthy for kids growing up. Like I would hate to not have my dad with me if he missed like a mm-hmm. birthday or miss a, a special moment. So Mercy Ships allowed us the opportunity to be with my dad while he did something he loved. I would say many experiences of my parents when they were when they were growing up, they did YWAM and my dad got involved with the Logos Hope for two years and he met someone on board the Logos who knew about Mercy Ships and then he did a trial for a few months, came back to Brazil, talked with my mom, they got married and then they went and served for a little while, then came back. Wow. Your dad is a mariner and so he works on ships. And as you mentioned, Mercy Ships really offers this unique experience for mariners. They don't have to leave their families for months and months at a time, but they get to bring their families with them. So I'm sure that was super fun for you. And when your dad's up in the bridge, you know, helping sail the ship, you can go up there and hang out with your dad, which is super special. No, that was a lot of fun. I know you guys have recently returned to Brazil, so we will get into that maybe a little bit later. I know that's your home country. But Estevan, tell us, what was it like for you to spend really almost seven years growing up on a ship? What, what did you love about it? I love the, the fact that I got to meet so many people. It's not just the people, it's like where they came from. Like I have many friends, Belgium, Australia, New Zealand, Senegal, 
oh, so many places. And <laughs> I just love the fact that they were all different. And yeah. I could see that God, he doesn't make robots. He makes everyone special in their own way. Mm. That's what I loved. I love the different cultures, the people, the, the community that yeah. the ship had to offer. It was, it was very nice. You know what's so cool? That's what most adults answer with. They love the ship because they love the community. And here we have a 16-year-old young man. You're saying the same thing. I think that's just testimony to the incredible community on board. It's for yeah. everyone. Everyone experiences it. And yeah, the joy of meeting people from all over the world. I mean, you're set up for life. You can go visit friends anywhere and have a free place to stay, which is awesome. My dad recently went to Florida for some... He is working with some things that he had. He had some friends he wanted to visit to, that he wanted to visit. And see, most of his friends are merchant ships friends that he met a long yeah. time ago. It's awesome. Well, you've lived in many countries in those seven years. What was maybe one of your favorite countries that you lived in and why? My favorite country that I visited was Cameroon, I would say. I just loved the environment. I love the dock, especially, because I have so many memories there. The dock yeah. that they gave us, the space, was really big. We had so many soccer tournaments. We had rugby. We had volleyball tournaments. We had frisbee, ultimate frisbee. We had so many, so many different things. And the, the town wasn't actually that far from Cameroon. So we could, we could go walking to the center of town. And there were so many people there that we met. There were lots oh. of Brazilians as well in Cameroon oh. that we got to meet. Cameroon left a bigger mark on me. Yeah. You know, and that's something that is so important for kids, to have space to run and play. And yes. the incredible dock space in Cameroon allowed for all these sports to be played that's unique, you know, because I'm sure some of the ports that you guys pulled into and the dock space you had didn't allow for as many sports to be able yeah. to be played. So I think, yeah, that would make an impression on a kid for sure. Good play space. That also brings back the aspect of different cultures because every sport really represents a different place because not many people know about rugby. I would say most of the Australians, English, uh, Aussie people, Australian, New Zealand people, they love playing rugby, so they got to teach people how to play rugby. Mm -hmm. I got to share my love for soccer. I got to hear about the love for football, baseball, volleyball. I'm also a big fan of ultimate frisbee. I never heard of that until until I got to the ship. I I, I love it. I still play it today. That's so fun. Well, what was one of your favorite adventures that you took? We once went on a youth trip when I got back in Senegal, actually. We went on a youth trip to an ice cream place. But I just remember the youth leaders preparing everything and getting us hyped to go on, a, on an ice cream trip. And then we took, everyone got different flavors of ice cream and everyone was like, oh no, mine's better. Oh, mine is better. And we just <laughs> talked the whole night about different things. We just shared uh, a time together over something as simple as ice cream, which uh, for me was a big moment because it was my mm. first time going out without my parents, uh, yeah. with my friends. I got to enjoy that. I, I'm really thankful for that. Experience. That's so neat because I think just those simple moments 
are impactful for kids. You know, like you said, getting to go out on your own, maybe something that a lot of parents get nervous about sending their kids out in a different country, you know, with other friends, but how special that you were able to do that, kind of have a, a typical experience in a very non-typical environment <laughs> and how that that was important to you. And I love that, that those kinds of things happen all the time. I know that the Academy on Board does such a great job of really taking care of our students. And the teachers are so intentional to pour into the kids and they set you guys up to build relationships with one another in such special ways. And the kids are from all over the world, as are the teachers. What was that like for you? Was the fact that I didn't just get to talk. I got to live um, with kids that um, they were from all their cultures, but they were also developing their own way of doing things. So it's like if I share my Brazilian energy, let's say, of like doing things, of talking to people, of being of just wanting to do stuff with people. And I got to meet Abel, Abel from the Netherlands. I would say he was a little more to the shy side, but we we became really good friends, even though I would say our culture is a little different. I think that I got mm. to learn a lot from kids on yeah. how to respect how others do things and how others feel about certain things. Culture really impacts the way you think, you do, you share. It impact, it, it's you are part of a culture. So, I mean, I got to learn a lot yeah. from kids, especially. I mean, we don't just yeah. learn from adults. That's right. And you know what? It goes both ways. Us adults learn a lot from you kids. So it's beautiful relationships. Estevam, I know that there's so many fantastic things that go on on the ship for kids, for families, just for the crew in general. There are ample opportunities for, as you mentioned, sports on the dock and adventures off ship. There's so many wonderful things. But I also know that life can be difficult and challenging living on board a ship in a country that's not your home with a ton of people from all different countries. What was something that was maybe a little bit difficult about ship life for you? We were the only Brazilians on board. Mm. There were a lot of Americans on board. There were a lot of Aussies on board. There were different people from New Zealand. So, I mean, they all got a little bit uh, taste from home, I would say. But yeah. uh, as we were the only people from Brazil, I mean, I had to fit in somehow with the way people did things, uh, especially kids, because sometimes I would I would do something that I did with my cousins here in Brazil, my friends, and then they would look at me in a in a weird way. But it wasn't like a mean weird. It was more like, whoa, that's different. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, well, I don't want to do that. It's more like I had to find where I fit, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that a lot of us go through. Just as teenagers growing up, we have to kind of find our way and where we fit. But it poses a whole new challenge when you're doing that in an environment like Mercy Ships. You know, it's kind of hard to be a kid finding your way. And as you mentioned, to not have other people from your specific culture to maybe even affirm your cravings, you know, like certain Brazilian food that you totally want and nobody else gets it, you know. I did I mean, see your mom in the galley quite a bit cooking. So I think that she she did her best to give you guys a lot of Brazilian food. 
It was very nice whenever we got some taste of home. I know I really liked, uh, you know, when there was the Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, I know all the Americans were like crazy about it. Oh my goodness, Thanksgiving. And I'm, I'm there <laughs> listening to the first time being like, what is that? And then I got to, I, I mean, I never had apple pie before. It's not as common here in Brazil, but it's like I had apple pie and it was like, whoa, it's apple in a pie. And then everyone's like, yeah, but it's so good. And I'm like, yes, it is good. And yeah, so I guess I just missed, I missed something like that. Like, like a Brazilian Thanksgiving. I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that makes perfect sense. Well, now you are back in Brazil and I'm sure that there are challenges with that transition back as well, but a lot of, a lot of blessings for you and a lot of homecoming celebrations, I'm sure. When you were hanging out with your friends or you mentioned your cousins, what are some favorite stories of yours to share with them about your life on the ship? If I was to share a story with them or something I already did share, I talk a lot. So sometimes I, I just forget what I mentioned to people, which is something I have to work on. But, uh, <laughs> no, we love you. We love you just the way you are. <laughs> thank you. Um, especially the kids from school, because, you know, from my school, it's like, oh, I lived in a ship. And then they all look at me. It's like, you lived on a ship? It's like, I would say the stories of sailing, because not a lot of them have sailed before. Maybe even traveled on a boat or something. So I would say that the stories about sailing, like the games we could play, how uh, we did like a ninja course on deck eight one day, how we... Let's see. I would say we played we played Nerf battles while the ship was sailing, and that was fun because you would try you would try to aim at someone, but then the ship would move and it would just you would miss. <laughs> it was just, it was it was very fun, but it was very annoying at some point. And yes, I, I would just say the stories of uh, the ship activities during the sail, like sock goals and the Nerf battles and uh, the different types of foods that they would make at some points it was really nice a disco party the um, talent show there was open mic night there was quiz night i remember that they, sh they made uh the experience of sailing a lot more fun than it would have been uh for other people yeah you know, if you actually work and you sail you're working you, you don't really do anything it's your job but then they make they make it fun to sail Yep, a ton of fun to sail. Estevam, did you ever get seasick? Yes. You yes. did. My Every first, time or? Uh, okay. No. There's different levels of seasickness. I mean, on my first sail, I got really sick at, to the point that I, I was laying on the floor and I slept on the floor <laughs> because I, I couldn't <laughs> take being on my own bed. But yeah. it, was, it was the roughest sail I had. Hmm. Uh, we were sailing from South Africa to Benin, and oh, um, yeah. usually the waters around South Africa are pretty bad. So, I mean, on the other times, it's just trying to ignore it a little bit with uh, going outside, breathing fresh air, speaking to people, and just trying to to do something else than to focus on the ship's movement. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Estevam, did you spend much time with any patients while you were on board? I would say yes. I got to spend um, 
a lot of time in Cameroon, actually, I spent time with some patients, with my mom, especially, because I was too young to go anywhere by myself in Cameroon. I was 10. I could go on the mm -hmm. ship by myself, but the, the hospital, because it's, it's such a professional environment, I mean, I couldn't go down there a lot by myself. So, I mean, I would go down to, sometimes they had a service, you know, like Sunday service to the patients. And I would go with my mom and they would uh, speak about the Bible to the patients. And I would just be amazed at how they would believe so quickly because, you know, mm -hmm. they... Most of them have a religion, but you know, sharing the gospel made them like, whoa. So I got mm -hmm. to spend time with not a specific patient, more like the patients in general. I got to dance with some of them. Yeah, I would say Sundays were like the days where I went down to the ward with my mom to, to see how they were doing. That is so neat. How was that for your family to be on board together? Do you feel like... You got closer to your brother and your sister and your parents living in tight quarters, or was that really hard? Sometimes it was it was nice. Sometimes it got hard, you know, because teenagers are complicated. I would say. <laughs> so I I went, and I mean, this is coming from a teenager, so it's it's a, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say I went through my hard phase uh, back during COVID and. Mm. I did, I did some things that I don't think I should have done. But after that, uh, my brother went through that phase. And because he did it, uh, it's different when you have a big brother, because I know what, uh, I know some things that go through his head. So when I try to talk to him about it, you know, he doesn't. And he's like, no, go away. And so then that, that part is like, maybe one year of our lives where our relationship, my relationship with my brother wasn't very nice. But mm. I mean, same to my parents. My parents love being on the ship. They love uh, their friends, especially. My sister loved just, you know, walking five steps and knocking on the door and be like, oh, can Eloise play? Oh, can uh, Michelle play? You know, that it was very, <laughs> yeah. it was very nice. Uh, that wow. that part was, was nice and mostly mostly nice yeah sure i know there's a lot of opportunity for bonding moments for families and even even the tough times you know you're forced to work things through quickly because you're living together in such an intimate close small environment that you just got to work it out and it's a great opportunity to just grow closer together as a family yeah. I know that there are a lot of opportunities for kids on board to go to youth group and to be involved with Sunday services, as you mentioned, whether they're in the hospital, at the Hope Center, or on board the ship for, you know, the main crew. Estevam, how do you feel like your faith has grown because of your time on board? It wasn't like a specific time. It was during a period of time, maybe in a few months, I would say that I saw multiple patients be able to to smile for the first time. And then I saw the impact that it had on their lives. And then I was like, wow, God uses people to do this. I mean, yeah. we're not perfect, but look at that, the smile on that guy's face. <laughs> he couldn't do that. I mean, it's amazing how, uh, I would say, well, well, today would be, people say simple surgery of like removing a small tumor or stuff. 
or getting rid of the cataract in your eye, being able to see for the first time. I mean, uh, God created people to do different things. My dad runs the ship. My mom teaches kids, but there are people down at the hospital changing people's lives. And I just see uh, God working in that. That impacted me because God told me that I could be part of something that could change not just one, not just two, but m- multiple people. That mm-hmm. I was, I, I was part of of a movement that that was changing. It was it was changing countries. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and I just saw how big God is because it wasn't just mercy ships. There are many people doing this type of stuff. There are missionaries in China and Turkey. In Af- maybe Afghanistan, I I don't know, probably, but there, there absolutely, people, yeah, there are people impacting everyone's lives in different places, and I'm part of a plan save people. Uh, I mean, mm. imagine I walk by the street and I share a Bible verse, and because I did that, I brought a brother to heaven. Mm. I, I love it. Saved someone's soul. <laughs> I'm a hero. I mean, not like a like a fiction hero, but it's like Jesus works through me to save yeah. someone. That that's mm. that's what really amazes me. Absolutely. Well, and you know what, Estevam, God has uniquely gifted you. You are such a warm, personable young man, and you are very easy to talk to always. You always have a pleasant smile on your face, and you're very welcoming and inviting. And I know that God is going to use you to do great things for His glory, to further His kingdom. And you're right. God uses people. God uses people to do these surgeries or people to share the love of Jesus with others, to make them smile and to give them hope. And you being a kid on board, were totally a part of that. And now that you're home, you get to continue to be a part of God's work, just in a different yeah. environment, which is so exactly. cool. I think uh, when I look back, I see that God prepared me for this because I got I got to grow up in a Christian environment um, Mm. where I could share the gospel easily without being questioned because I know everyone there knows the Lord and has Mm. had some experience with the Lord but now that I've come here I have multiple friends that are like oh yeah why is that true or like oh yeah so I have something to stand on I've got my rock now I just mm. need to bring people from the sand and put them. I was like, step here. It's a, I think it's I think it's a bit more solid stand mm. here than to uh, die in quicksand. You know. There you go. So I have a lot more opportunities to share and to ask God questions because sometimes I'm I'm asked something that I don't even know about the Bible, and then God tells me it's like, oh yeah, read this passage, and then I read it, and it's like. Oh, so that's how you answer that question. And then I go back and then I answer their question. And then they're like, oh, wow. I get, I get to just not defend my faith, but strengthen other people's. Mm, I love that. You are wise beyond your years, my friend. <laughs> Estevam, as we wrap up our time together, you kind of already answered this in some ways, but how has your experience of living on board for about seven years, how has that shaped who you are today? I think because I, growing up, 
with the tight community, I didn't, I wasn't just friends with kids. I got to spend a lot of time with like the, the, the young adults, I would say, the, the old teenagers, I would say, you know, like the 20 <laughs> to 25 year olds. I guess uh -huh. I got to spend time with them. So I got to learn a lot of like how it is to be uh, on a changing phase of being older, of like having a job, having responsibility. But I also got to learn from the older people. I got some wisdom from them. So today, sometimes I give an answer to, to my friend's questions. They're like, how did you learn that? how did you get so wise? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know sometimes I think the ship allows kids to learn a lot more than just school. You learn how to interact with adults. You learn how to interact with people that are not like you. And you get to learn, you get to take in a lot of wisdom from yeah. people that have, that have lived a lot longer than you. You learn wow. how to be respectful because uh, sometimes, someday, I go to the beach with my friends, let's say, and somebody kicks the ball too high and it, and it lands near one of, uh, one of the people that are sunbathing. And then they're uh, like, hey, maybe don't kick the ball so hard. And then they're like, well, it's my ball. It's like, and then I turn to them and I was like, no, be respectful. Come on. They're laying there. This, <laughs> the beach is public. You know, maybe we shouldn't kick that hard. You know, like, what do you think? I learned how to respect and yeah, I guess I learned a lot. Absolutely. And you know what? I think that's a great selling point for any parents out there considering taking their kids on board. Your kids are not only going to get a great academic education, but your kids are going to gain so much wisdom from the adults that they get to interact with all the time. And it helps shape and develop them into incredible adults themselves. So Estevam, perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Welcome back to Brazil and many blessings to you and your family as you guys continue to further the kingdom of God by being used right now in your home country. Thank you so much. I hope and I pray for you guys every day that the Lord may continue to bless you guys. If you're considering taking your family overseas to volunteer with us, check out opportunities at mercyships.org. Next week, we get to hear from a true hero of the faith who has been serving on the mission field for over 59 years. You don't want to miss my conversation with Larry Mast. 